0: You know, and anyway, I'm meditating, and just this vision, this download of a vision, like came into my third eye. Is there no other way to describe it? Like, like a, like a wormhole that exploded into like a universe. I can't even like a Milky Way download like into my third eye. It was just so clear and so vivid. I don't know how long I was sitting there. I was just sitting on the beach meditating. It was like pure consciousness, and it. I saw like the vision of this school, and I saw people, and I saw the location. And I saw the website, like everything about it. And I got out of this meditation and I was like, oh my God, I need to start an international yoga academy.
1: Hello, Yogi Show community. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Here we are arriving skirt on episode number 14. We are feeling oh so good I can't even tell you. Yogi Brian and I have been absolutely loving all of your feedback on the last few guests and episodes that we've had and can't wait to share today's episode with you. Today's guest is our friend Lauren Ruddick. Lauren is a traveling yogini and creator of Yoga Academy International. She's super fun, energetic and loves to raise the vibration of everyone around her we dive deep with lauren about her travels around the globe leading unique yoga experiences and trainings in amazing places like morocco nicaragua costa rica and iceland yes iceland i didn't know they did yoga in iceland but i assume they do yoga everywhere in the world nowadays i should have thought about that but you'll hear about it on the show i want to go there so bad now it sounds incredible She's on a mission to change the way yoga teachers are educated and aspires to inspire yogis around the globe by bringing mindfulness, conscious communication, and joy into everything that she does. Brian and I want to thank you so much for your support and grabbing merch from our brand new merch section of theyogishow.com that we officially launched last week. So many of you have purchased tank top shirts, hats, etc. And we can't thank you enough. Your support is just a gentle reminder that we are on the right path, providing value to you each and every week, and holding space for you to learn, laugh, and soak up knowledge from these incredible guests on all things yoga, mindfulness, and gratitude. If you haven't checked out the merch section and you'd like to grab something for you or someone you love while you're listening to the show, you can do so at theyogishow.com slash merch. That's theyogishow.com slash merch. Another way to support the show is just by simply sharing an episode with a friend or a yogi, someone that might just get value from it. Thank you for helping us grow this community. Make sure to subscribe or follow the show on whatever streaming platform you're hearing this right now so you never miss an episode. With all that being said, let's jump into today's conversation with Miss Lauren Ruddick. Enjoy episode 14, my friends. We will see you on the other side. All right, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show, Miss Lauren Ruddick, Ruddick or Lauren Rubik's Cube. How are you? I'm well. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time and uh, fighting through the technology glitches and issues with us this morning. So appreciate you.
2: Thank you for having me. Appreciate absolutely. Yeah, it's all working out. Brian, what's up, man? What is going on, Lauren? Thank you so much for coming on to the Yogi Show podcast. And you got your sleep in, didn't you? I found
0: my cape in, and I'm also totally flattered to be with some Instagram celebrities here. Yogi Memes, (laughs) big deal.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yogi Memes, Namaste AF, Lauren Ruddock, we're all making it happen.
0: I'm wearing a Namaste as fuck sweatshirt right now. What?
1: Heck yeah,
2: heck yeah.
0: (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh, too fun, too fun. This is so cool that uh, you know, the power of the internet, the power of Instagram to bring people together and communicate. Um, you know, I don't even know how did how did we find Lauren Brian, did you find Lauren? I don't you did right.
2: Yeah, you commented on the Dylan Werner meme that I posted a couple weeks ago when his when his episode came out. You commented on it. I was like, oh, whoa, I need to reach out. She needs to be on the yeah. podcast. Was yeah, that, I was looking at your stuff. Instagram, like, you're all over the world. <laughs> Amazing Done. pictures on beaches. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's up? You know? Like, I'm a little jealous, but yeah. we'll just get her on the show. I'm a little jealous. Yep. We'll get her on the show. We'll talk to her. See how she did it. Thank yeah, you. send her a DM and then boom. <laughs> you can
0: do it too. I i didn't know what the fuck I was doing and I managed to make it work. So you could do it. Yeah. One can do it.
1: And that. Yeah, and then you're here, you know. So the, it's the power of invitation. We talk about that on the show a lot. That the power of invitation. When we say, you know, uh, for anyone, like just to come on the show or to go do a gig or whatever, it's like somebody wants me to be part of something awesome. Like we don't, like Brian and I, when someone asks us to do stuff, we we just say yes. Like let's let's see what let's see what's up, you know, like what's going on. Let's have some fun.
0: That's pretty amazing and special. And honestly. I think my career would have gone in a totally different direction had I said yes more. Like at the beginning, you know, talking about the internet and Instagram at the beginning of things, I received a lot of invitations that I said no to because I didn't Mm -hmm. fully understand the, the breadth of reach of Instagram. And I also didn't understand the direction it could go. Yeah, Like several brands would reach out to me and say like, hey, do you want to collaborate? Do you want to wear our stuff? Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, no, like I'm not going to sell your yoga pants for you. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute. That was not about necessarily advertising someone. It was about a collaboration. And I missed opportunities. Or um, way back when I was asked to record some online yoga stuff Mm -hmm. from a very small company at the time. And I was like, why would I do that? Like I can just record and put stuff on my own website. Uh, Right. (laughs) Very small company is a big fucking deal. (laughs) And I was like, whoops, never missed an opportunity.
1: (laughs) You know, but. But, you know, opportunity. so interesting you say that, right? It's, like, yeah. opportunities come. Sometimes we don't, like, if you don't jump on air, like, it passes by. You're, like, oh, well, like, you kind of, like, let it go. And then who knows what comes because you didn't do that. You put your energy somewhere else. And then, like, who knows what that spawns, too. So it's, like, you know, for sometimes, like, as a yoga teacher, like, there's so many different. There's a lot of places that, you know, when as you become a teacher and you start growing, you can teach online. You can teach here, there, and all the studios around. Like, places are going to ask for your time as you continue to build your personal brand or as you continue to, you know, show up and do awesome shit, and uh, you know, it's like sometimes it's like I don't want to promote those leggings, you know, I don't want to promote this as you as you get a little bit bigger, and I'm I'm assuming you're there now, like you're doing your own thing, you're killing it on Instagram, you're killing it with your yoga academy, so I'm sure we'll get into all that, uh, but like. First of all, like, give us some context. How are you traveling around to all these amazing places and teaching yoga? Like, it didn't start by you doing that. Like, how did you get the the invitation to go do that stuff?
0: Um, I didn't get the invitation. I ah, made it made happen. Like, I'm doing this. Uh, basically, yep. so my journey to becoming a yoga teacher was totally accidental. Uh, <laughs> I went to my first yoga teacher training in response to my very first heartbreak. I was mm. washed and I basically ran away and decided to become a yoga teacher because someone said, hey, why don't you become a yoga teacher? And I was like, people don't do that. And those are like 11 years ago before like everybody and their mom has done a YTT. And- <laughs>
2: right. Right.
0: So I went to this yoga school and it completely changed my life. And all I knew was that I wanted to travel. I had done a little bit of traveling. Um, so just a little background, I'm extremely fortunate in that I grew up in a middle-class home in Canada, in Montreal, Quebec. It's a pretty liberal city. And our education system is almost free. So I went to university and it cost like fifteen hundred Canadian dollars, which is like a thousand bucks US a year.
1: For Sounds a year. amazing.
0: Yeah. And um, if you are local, you're not allowed to live in dorms your first year. They don't allow local students to live in the dorms. So I sometimes feel like I missed out a bit on that like university experience. Although yeah. in the I did have a boyfriend that was from out of town, so I kind of got to go to you know the frat parties and the toga parties and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, like Greek life.
0: Yeah, the dorm rooms. I was like, oh, I'm glad I don't live here. So, what was really common for people who are from Montreal? And honestly, like most of us stayed in town for school. Like I didn't really realize that what's normal in the rest of the world is that if you go to university, you usually go abroad. Everybody in my community was staying home. Um, and we all lived at home because the school system where I'm from has like college, which is like, you guys would call it like community college and then university. And community college is free. Yeah. It's totally free. So we all had an associate's degree that we got for free. And then you go to university for three years. Um, and so because I had graduated from high school at, at 17 and then gone to college and lived at home for college, it wasn't like a huge shift to continue living at home for university. So right. The background, the reason why I'm saying this is that I was really fortunate in that I lived at home for the, my first two years of university and I worked almost full time while I was in school. And because I was living at home and school cost a thousand bucks, like I was saving tons of money. I think I had more disposable income when I was in university than I've ever had, which is not yeah. for most people. Um, and so I traveled always in the summertime. So one summer I drove across Canada one summer, I went to Europe because I was able to save a lot of money, like living at home and working. Um, and then, yeah. when I moved out, my disposable income went down the toilet. But um,
2: <laughs>
1: that's what happens.
0: <laughs>
1: Adulting.
0: But I already knew that I loved travel, but I also didn't know that I could travel alone, especially as a woman. That just like wasn't done. Um, and so, after university, I got my heart broken, and I went to yoga school in Mexico. And I had met other women. I was the second youngest there. And I had met mm. all these other women that were like older than me, not married and traveling by themselves. And I was like, what? Like these women are not hags, you know? <laughs> right. Like if you're right, not right. married, like you must be like sh- a shriveled up witch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the community I grew up in. It was really conservative, very like one track. And so yeah, I was just so inspired and I really wanted to travel. And I came back from... Well, so on one of the days off, sorry, at, at yoga teacher training, I went to, you know, we didn't have any internet there. There was no computers. This was like way back when. I went to an internet cafe and I just applied for every international job I could find. I was so inspired. Um,
1: teaching job or just like job, like teaching, any, any, doing anything?
0: Doing anything. I never thought I would teach yoga. I didn't think that okay. teaching yoga is a job.
1: Okay, I right. Knew
0: one yoga teacher and that was the yoga teacher who told me, go to yoga school. Like, go be a right. <laughs> Like I didn't know anything. I was super young. I was twenty three, but also like in Montreal, like yoga wasn't that big. At the yeah, day. I had no experience in the international yoga community. You know, Instagram didn't exist, Facebook didn't exist in the way it does today. I had never yeah. heard international yogis. I didn't know that was anything. Um,
1: right, right, and it it really wasn't a whole big thing back then. You know what I mean? Pre Instagram and stuff. I mean, there was some there's like a handful of people that were like the yoga journal kind of people They were doing conferences and stuff, right. but like there, it wasn't like it is now.
0: Yoga Journal, Like the magazine. Yeah. But, Oh, you know what? I probably had not even seen yoga journal yet. No, I had not. I had not even seen yoga journal. So like I had no experience. Um, and I, the only thing I knew of yoga was like asana. I knew it made me feel good, but I, I didn't really know anything else about it. And then when I went to my 200 hour training, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a whole lifestyle. And there's like anatomy and philosophy and music and all kinds yeah. of enriching things that I just fell in love with. Um, but anyway, so I came back from Mexico where my first YTT was and I had job offers in my inbox. Nice. I just said, yes, like mm-hmm. you're saying, you say yes. And I just said, yes, I was yeah. tenacious and excited. And I left five days later for two years.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I had
0: $200 to my name when I left because I spent the last of my money that I had on yoga teacher training I had a back yeah. of 200 bucks and I went to the bank and I was I asked them for a credit card. I got my very first credit card and I said, I need to have a $5,000 limit just in case I need to fly home from anywhere in the world. And that was my- and What did they, what did oh, they say?
1: Did sorry. they say, okay, here you go?
0: Yeah. The idea of having like a credit card. Oh, my parents? No. Oh my God. My parents- No, 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 no. Emails. I used to get emails from my dad like, come home. You're giving me a
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't <laughs> sleep.
0: early. Yeah. <laughs> my mom, I lived in Italy at one point point. my mom came to Italy and we were like in Venice at the canal. And she just looks at me and she was like, okay, I get it. You're independent. You can come home now. <laughs> 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 was like, Have an intervention with me. I was like, uh, I'm not going to rebel here. Like this is just my life now. And anyway, right. so, so I traveled for two years. I, I was not teaching yoga. I was teaching yoga on the side every time I was doing stuff, but I was like, sure, sure. I was working on cruise ships. I taught English in China. And everywhere I was, I was telling people like, oh, I'm doing this, but actually I'm a yoga teacher. Oh, I'm doing this, but actually I'm a yoga teacher. So I was teaching part-time to anybody who asked me to teach to them. And one thing that was clear was that I liked myself better when I was teaching yoga. People responded to me well when I was teaching yoga. And if this is something that makes me happy and makes other people happy, I want to do more of this. And I I think I'm fortunate, to be honest, without sounding – snobby or stuck up, but like I have a talent at this. This is definitely where my talent and my passion meet.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel it. I I can feel it. Yeah,
0: and I'm lucky that I found my talent and my passion at a really young age. I think not everybody has that opportunity. So anyway, when I got, after two years, um, my best friend ended up getting married and I was in her wedding, so I came home and I had done my 500-hour training while abroad and gone to some yoga conferences and was just like super inspired. And at this point, I knew I wanted to be a yoga teacher full-time and I, I had experienced the international yoga community. I went to a conference in Hong Kong and I was like, "Oh, this is a whole industry." And there's and I met Sean Corn. I don't even didn't even know who Sean Corn was at the time. Um, uh-huh. but I met her at this at this conference and so she's become a huge inspiration of mine. Um, sure. but I was like, "Wow, there is yoga conferences and there's books on yoga and there's keynotes and yeah. there's this music and people have jewelry lines and clothing lines and all these things." I was super inspired and I was like, "I want to be in this." industry mm-hmm. and i don't all want a in consumer yeah. i want to be a player and that was clear yeah was 25 and i was like i'm gonna be i'm going to be a yoga teacher like i'm gonna be yeah. a known yoga teacher like that was that was where i was going i was sure of it um so i got back to montreal and i started teaching full-time and like many yoga teachers experience we have this idealized <sighs> version of it yeah a, um a very romantic which is, version of
1: which which is yeah, which is way different than how it really is.
0: Yeah, and how it really is is a grind. And it's fucking tiring yeah. and the schedule sucks and you don't make a lot of money.
1: And the pace sucks. And the
0: pace sucks and you feel disposable and
1: Ugh, competitive
0: yeah. and I mean, just all of that. Yep. And so, you know, I was like really thrown into the real world of what it's like to be a full-time local yoga teacher and i was like this is shit
1: <laughs> yeah this is yeah this is like this is a grind you know this is like that hustle of driving 40 minutes one way to teach for 26 bucks yeah. and it's like and it's like i mean i'm serving but it's like i'm not able to do the things that i need to do to like g- grow in my own like life like i'm just doing the day-to-day and like uh, there's nothing else so i can't do anything else you know what i mean you
0: can't do anything so, else because you're you're so consumed at trying to make a living at something that yeah that loop.
1: i know I know, and I know Brian can for sure has something with that, you know, um, that competitiveness. Yeah,
2: competitiveness, you know, it's just, I I see that a lot in yoga, and I started this, you know, my Namaste Mm F Instagram to make fun of yoga, just because I saw, like, a lot of seriousness, a lot of competitiveness, and... You know, I I, I tell myself daily that it's just fucking yoga. Like, I take my practice seriously, but then I don't take my practice seriously. Because, like, for me, I grew up playing competitive golf, and, like, I have that competitive drive. And early on in my practice, like, I brought that competitiveness to yoga, and especially, like, being a teacher. And, like, you want to work your way up or get those class numbers up and be competitive with that. But it's, like, I have to step back and, like, be like, look, it's a community here. Like, we're all in this together, like the, the numbers ebbs and flows. Like it's really, you know, yeah. I, I got to drive dr- that competitiveness back in yoga. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I also feel like something I remind my students is that if yoga is really part of your life and lifestyle, for me, it's not just asana, it's my lifestyle.
1: Right, right. People
0: say like, oh, you must do yoga. You must do yoga like so much. How many hours a week do you do yoga? And I'm like... <laughs> If I'm lucky, I'm doing yoga every moment of my life.
2: Oh, I love yes. that. And I yes. miss right. the
0: moments that I slip up, you know? I, yeah. So, you know, I tell my students, like, if this is part of your whole life, then why can't you add humor? Why can't you be frustrated mm-hmm. sometimes? Why can't you be sad on your mat? Why can't you be elated on your mat? Why can't you be silly on your mat? Um, and in all aspects of your life, you know?
2: Yeah, often absolutely. I one eighth
0: of the practice.
2: Absolutely. Yoga is like you for me, like the practice of yoga is just like you said, it's all throughout the day. Because if I'm doing my meditation practice, if I'm doing the asana practice, like that is setting the foundation for when I do have you know a shitty time or when I do feel hopeless or something like that, I can come back to my breath or I can come back to the things that I've been working on. So, yes. 100% Hundred percent, what you said. It's it's an ongoing. It's a daily. It's a almost minute by minute practice. Not just going into the yoga studio.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Anyway, because swing that's a back. Mis- is it okay? Can I swing back and and continue?
2: yes, yes, swing back, Sw- swing wherever you want to swing. All okay,
0: right, I'm going to 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 close it up. So <laughs> this podcast episode is over. Bye, guys. Yeah, yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, basically, so I, I, it was a grind and it was sucky. And I wasn't happy. And all I wanted to do was travel and mm-hmm. pinched all of my pennies to travel when I could. And that meant I had no social life in Montreal.
1: Uh, also, okay. When
0: I was away, all of my friends had started to build their careers over those years. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was left behind because
1: right. I wasn't yeah. doing that. Because you're not present there. So it's like you can't you can't put your energy there when you're putting your energy wherever wherever you're traveling to. You know, you're you're over there. I right. get that. Yeah. Your relationships fall to the wayside. I get it.
0: Totally. And people would also say to me, like, it's so nice that you're traveling for now. Or like, <sighs> time out to do this or taking time off. And I'd be like, time off from what?
1: Yeah. This is- like, I, I know. I know.
0: So, but I knew that travel was really important to me and I knew that yoga was really important to me. And... It was actually reading a yoga journal magazine one day because my mom had got me a subscription to Yoga Journal for my birthday. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I remember because I hadn't seen Yoga Journal before. But anyway, do you remember those old Toe socks ads with Catherine Budig when she was naked? Like,
1: I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. Those were those raised a lot of flags back in the day. That was
0: like the first nude yoga ever. And yep. I was so inspired. I just thought it was so beautiful. I saw these pictures and I was like, wow. Like, who is this woman? Like this is yeah. unbelievable. I was I was just mesmerized by her. And so I, you know, at the bottom of those ads, there's her name. It says like featuring Yogi Catherine Budig. And I Googled her, got to her website, and I just saw where it said like where you can practice with her, she had these dates and locations. And I was like, oh my God, yoga and travel is a thing. I've got it. boom. That's my thing yes and at that very moment i started religiously following Catherine's uh life basically i subscribed to her yeah <laughs> he her subscribed. and just like seeing what she was doing it Was before instagram seeing what she was doing and i was like you had a facebook page i was like i'm gonna have a facebook page she's sharing yep. her her journey i'm gonna share my journey in my words um yep. she's talking about her inspirations, and i was like okay now next step how do i teach internationally And it was like workshops on things. And I was like, I've got to start designing workshops on things. So I ended up going to um, a yoga journal conference in New York and I took her classes. I took Sean Corn's classes and I sort of started to understand like how these international yogis make Design workshops like there's a
1: yeah like what it takes to make it happen right yeah like how to actually there's do
0: the takeaway you have to have fun you have to be touched in some way and I was like I think I could do this so I started thinking about what I'm doing what I'm learning what I can offer as like a super young you know 25 year old I'm like what can I
1: yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> what do I have
0: <laughs> so uneducated
1: <unrealistic>. yeah. <laughs>
0: And that's also a funny thing I think about now looking back. Like at twenty-five I thought I knew everything about life. Oh yeah. And I'm thinking like these young, like twenty-year-old emerging Instagram yoga stars that are teaching I know. workshops around the world. Know. And I'm like, what the fuck are you delivering?
1: <laughs> I know. I used to be that person too when I was I started yoga at twenty-six or whatever it was, teaching. I you know, like quoting Eckhart Tolle and like Deepak Chopra and I'm like yes like I am Rumi like I am Rumi and like you know <laughs> like saying these quotes and doing all these things it's like <laughs> yo now I'm 34 and like I didn't know shit man yeah. I just I was just speaking from the vibration level that I was at you know and I was just speaking what the knowledge that I knew at then but like you know I'm sure when I think about this I talk to Summer Summer's my wife when I'm 44 looking back 10 years from now I'm like I didn't know shit when I was 34 like does that happen I don't know TPD
0: <laughs> yeah I feel the same way. And I mean, I was sharing what I knew and people liked it.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: Anyway, so yeah, so I designed these workshops. And then because I, when I get an idea in my head, I'm going to follow through on it. That's just my personality. If I have a dream, if I have an idea, I'm doing it. And I'm so stubborn, I will stop at nothing until it's done or until I like, I don't even say until I fall flat on my ass because I've done that a, a, many times, but like until I've exhausted every possibility and embarrassed myself, I will keep going. So, I then just wrote to every single yoga festival in the world.
1: Yeah, take me. Please hire me. And Can I come? I
0: wrote an email like, hi, my name is Lauren Reddick, and I'm this international yoga teacher from Canada, and I'd love to teach at your festival. Like, <laughs> That was it. Yep. And I wrote to everyone. And of course, I got many, many, many no's, lots of non-responses, uh, but I got one, let's talk about it. And who was it? Wanderlust
1: oh fun fun
0: so the way it happened was wanderlust had expanded to canada for the first time that year they were in whistler and they did okay. not bring all of their u.s staff because of visa reasons
1: gotcha and so gotcha i
0: just happened to email chris cuevas who is one of the original wanderlust guys at the right time he was on his email at that moment and
1: Timing of the universe, Chris perfect. Just,
0: like, been thinking about what are we going to do. We need to hire Canadian staff. Where are we going to find these people? And he saw my resume, and I had had event planning experience and worked on cruise ships. And he wrote to me back like, "Hey, Lauren, no, you can't take it to the festival, but we might have something else for you. Can you get on Skype right now?" And I was like, "Yep." Got on yeah. with Chris. We really hit it off, and he basically said, "We need these section managers and production managers who are going to be in charge of the yoga spaces." Like, we'll fly you at Twistler, we'll put you up, whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I didn't even know what Wanderlust was. Uh <laughs> changed my life. So I went there and my job was to make sure everything was set and prepared for the yoga teachers in the yoga rooms and like organize the volunteers who were, you know, checking people into each class and making sure the teachers had everything they needed and classes were finishing and starting on time, just, you know, helping the flow of the space. Um. And the gift that that was to me was I got to sit in for three days straight on all of the most inspiring yoga workshops ever with these huge awesome. teachers, right? Like all of the, the the biggest, most influential yoga teachers in the world. And I was sitting in the room watching and I learned so, so much from them yeah. and from them. Learned a little bit of the behind the scenes of a festival and I learned what it is to teach yoga internationally in and what you have to offer and the kind of the level that you've got to be at and what is inspiring, what is not, what people uh, respond to, et cetera. Anyway, so I worked with Wanderlust, I think for three years as a section manager. But after a year, I think working with them, I said like, hey, this, this production managing stuff is really, really great, but can I teach? Right. And yeah. they said, okay, well, you get a two-hour break. We'll give you a room. If you can teach on your two-hour break, you get one shot Go for it.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Okay. So I taught yoga for better sex was the first wanderlust, I think. The, the course? Class. Yeah. No, it was just a workshop at the time. Okay. Um, so I taught yoga for better sex. There was 86 women in the class. It was the biggest class I had ever taught at the time.
1: Amazing. And
0: it went really well. And then the next year after that, they invited me to have a proper teaching spot. So they- really- How cool. Yeah. Wanderlust really gave me my start.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's cool. Cause you have a unique offering. Like nobody else is teaching that workshop. Like I've never heard of that before, you know? So like, you have a unique offering, obviously you're from Canada and uh, you're making it happen and you're just putting yourself out there. Like that's the, that's the, like the nugget of all, like one of the nuggets in all of that is like be willing to put yourself out there, yeah. accept something that you're like, I don't like, this is like a, a stepping stone uh, for me to get my foot in the door and, uh, you know, just never know. Just keep being in the pursuit of your dreams and the universe will open the doors where they're once walls. As long as you're true to yourself and true to the path, everything's going to work itself out. Like it's all working out.
0: Absolutely. and I know? wish I could take that same um, feeling in my personal life as I do in the yoga world. <laughs>
1: Honestly, yeah. yeah.
0: In, my <laughs> life, in my yoga life, people hate it when I say business and yoga at the same time. And I'm like, hey, I know. yoga is an $8 billion a year industry in the U.S. Right. I don't like when I say industry of yoga either. It is a fucking industry, yeah. but with the program, and I am a yoga teacher, and this is my job, and I have a business. And
1: yeah, this is my livelihood. If not you not know what I mean? It, then
0: I'm sorry, but if I don't make money at this, I have to have another job, and I can't yeah. help people. If I'm not,
2: then I can't serve. Yoga. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a yoga business, Karen and Carl out there. We we uh, we refer to Karens and Carl's out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Did it.
2: You know. We, we mean Karen a lot. We need to mean Carl too a lot. But yeah, yeah it's yeah, a yoga k- business, yeah. people.
0: It, it yeah. is. And, you know, I think the people, honestly, that do well in yoga do treat their job in yoga as a business and they're really professional. And that's actually one thing I learned from Catherine, just from like mm. her. She is so freaking professional.
1: Oh, super. You know, super professional. When we had her on the show, she was so. Um, like punctual authority I'm just so kind and just organized. We were definitely not organized. We had to record it twice because the first time we fucked it up. So we had to record it again with her, but you know, just be watching her and what she's doing and the growth that she has, like she's an inspiration to me for sure. That's why we reached out to her to be on the show. Totally. And uh, just, you know, just seeing these love, like leveling up your game, you know, like if you're out there, you're teaching yoga, you're new to the game, just start with something small, but whatever it is that you're putting out to the, to the world, and make sure it matches the vibration that you emit when you're in the room. Whatever graphic you're putting out, whatever audio recording, make sure it's up to the level that of the of the, your standards mm-hmm. so that you can, when someone sees that, you know, you're not there physically in the room when someone sees your Instagram post, that they have that same feeling of, like, that you're delivering the message with the highest level of authenticity. And um, that's how you win, you know, by leveling up your game in,
2: in yoga and business and whatever. That's how you win, you know? Hey, this is Yogi Brian just chiming in for your mid episode trivia question. Are you ready for the question, ladies and gentlemen? Are you ready for it? Remember the rules no cheating, no looking at your phone, no Googling. We have the answer at the end of this episode. So you got to stay tuned to the end of this episode for the answer. But here is your trivia question it is which planet spins the fastest? So, which planet? spins the fastest that is your trivia question we will have the answer at the end of this episode and if you love this episode please at the end tell your friends subscribe leave a review if you're on google play stitcher apple music there's a place to leave a review we would love to see your great reviews for the podcast share it tell your friends but let's get back to the show
0: all of, I tell my students this like I know it feels like this space is very crowded but you are unique and your perspective is unique and you have a unique offering to share we yes. all do it, and yep. there is an audience for everybody's unique offering
1: Exactly exactly and when you're referring to students you're referring to the students that you're training to become teachers
0: yeah, I'm referring to my YTT students.
1: Okay, yeah, ab- absolutely. I always say that you, every, each and every one of us, has a unique gift in our our you know, our dharma. For my vision, my you know, this is what I believe is to discover uh, what that gift is within us and to share that shit with the world. And if that yeah. gift is teaching yoga, then you better get the fuck out there and share that with the world because the world needs you now. Yeah, you know absolutely. now. So
0: and you know people do what they love and do what they're good at the better the world is going to be. People will be happier. People will feel healthier. And that creates a better world. It creates Absolutely. more people.
1: Yep. Updating. Yeah. Updating the dream of the planet, you know, and everyone is leveling up, you know. So how did you get from teaching on Wanderlust, doing some festivals? So then you decided like, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to book somewhere to go and take a, re- take a group for a retreat or how was your first international like travel gig? What What was it like?
0: Um, it was a really bad experience actually. Oh shit. My first so I was, teaching at some, I was teaching at some workshop and festivals. And then um, I was invited, actually. These, this was not the bad experience. I was invited to uh, teach in Bermuda. And on I met, it was at Lucky, well, now it's called Lucky Elephant Wellness, but Tally is the owner of the studio. And uh, I met Tally on like, I think Skype or something. And she asked me, she'd been following me on Instagram. She asked me to come teach. I met her on Skype and it was great. And I was like, eh, hey, I'm doing it. I'm going to Bermuda. Yeah. And I told my and they're like, Are you crazy?
1: <laughs> In and, the middle. Of
0: and I was like, house. and my parents were like, She's a stranger. <laughs>
2: like,
0: yeah, but you know, we I met her. I met her on, on Skype and she seems fine. She seems legit. I'm like, she invited me. And and my I'm mom going. was like, Who's paying for your plane ticket? And I was like, Well, I am and then I get, you know, sixty percent of the workshop fee and, and then right. I all come back. And she's like, How do you know it's gonna work? This is crazy, Lauren. You can't just go gallivanting. and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Anyway, I go to my
2: <laughs> Anyway,
1: I go.
0: <laughs> it was like my first successful, my first successful foray, and um, whatever. I, I'll just share it. Um, I think I made like two thousand bucks or maybe three thousand bucks off that, which was a huge amount of money to me at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like my first huge win. I was like, "Yep, I can do this now." And I went home to my mom, and I was like, "Mom, I made three thousand bucks this weekend.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, like this is a thing, and yeah. I am. Made and people like it
1: <laughs> yeah and I can actually do it exactly you know
0: yeah, um, yeah. So, and so Bermuda and Iceland were like my two biggest things at the beginning Iceland 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 yeah they do
1: yoga in Iceland
0: I actually have a, a really nice following now in Iceland I've been three times and how cool uh, is that year.
1: yeah yeah cool. Iceland, Iceland cool. has
0: been really really great for for me and my career and I love them and I have yeah. like a, a family now in Iceland also I hope yeah, I've stayed at the the same family's house every year, and and she's like my second mom, and her husband's like my second dad, and their kids are like my siblings. Like we just how we cool really- is that?
1: It's, it's wild card Monday here on the Yogi Show. They do yoga in Iceland, people. Absolutely,
0: yeah. and the Icelanders are amazing. Like they're such warm, kind, yeah, sweet people.
1: Yeah, my I had a neighbor um in my family house back in Chicago that was uh, from. They were from Iceland. They were the nicest people. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, so then I wanted to do retreats and I was hired the first time I did a retreat by a company and it wasn't a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole. Shingle. No worries.
1: Yeah, no worries. I
0: was, like, I was unprepared. I was also really young and um, I didn't know how to be assertive about what I, I didn't know how to be assertive period. I'll leave it at that. Um, they didn't give me any guidance. The owners of the company wasn't, weren't there. They tried not to pay me at the end of the retreat. Which was devastating. Up. Yeah, it was devastating. Like I was young; this was my first thing. Um, they they made some accusations which were like completely untrue about me, and I thought it was going to ruin my career. I ended up calling Chris from Wanderlust, crying, being like, "This is what happened. This is what they're accusing me of. What do I do?" And he's like, Lauren, well, that's a joke. I'm like, you can't do that. You have <laughs> yeah. to pay
1: it." Yeah, you got to pay. <laughs> pay the pay the
0: boy. I was afraid like this would ruin my reputation. Like, you know, I, I was just so scared. Um, however, the cool thing was. It was in Nicaragua on Madeira's beach, which is where I run my yoga school out of now. And I remember the first time I got to that beach, I had been there before, like six months probably earlier. And I just like fell in love with this place. And I was like, I'm going to spend a significant amount of time here. I don't know how or why, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then that yoga company sent me to lead a retreat on the same beach. And I was like, this is what it was. Like I mm-hmm. knew it. And what's funny is, that's not what it was. It was what I'm doing now, which is like running Yoga Academy International. I'm, yeah. I'm in the same area. But anyway, um, so yeah, I led that retreat and it was not a good experience. And I was like, you know what? I have travel experience. I've worked on luxury cruise ships. I know what people want in like the travel world and I know how to make people comfortable. And I used to be an event planner. Like there's no reason why I can't do this by myself.
1: Exactly.
0: So Time started- to go all in.
1: Time to go all in.
0: I'm in and I was like, "Where do I want to go? Where have I always dreamed of going? Where am I going to go?" And I was like, "Morocco. I've always wanted to go to Morocco. I'm going to Marrakesh. and I just like, started researching <laughs> Marrakesh. And um, it took me like four months to put the itinerary together and to find the right space. And usually, especially now, I never do retreats sight unseen. But that one gave me a, a tour on Skype of the property, and I was like, "No, it's actually really great." And they were really easy to work with. Um, so Morocco was my first successful yoga retreat on my own, and it was really scary. You know, I had to make a deposit and that was really scary. It was a big amount of money for me at the time, but it was successful. It was, we had nine people and it was a successful retreat and that inspired me to keep going. And then I did the next year at Costa Rica. I did a retreat in Costa Rica at, um at a retreat center I had actually been to before I had visited and checked it out personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point I was really burnt out. Where'd
1: you go in Costa Rica? Where'd you go?
0: To, Costa Rica, to Pranamar.
1: Uh, Pranamar. I've which is
0: awesome. it's amazing. It's owned by my friend Nancy and her mom. And Nancy's one of my my inspirations and teachers now. And she's actually on our online yoga studio. We have a tantric yoga course with her, which is really special. She's a fantastic teacher. Awesome. Um yeah, awesome. so I heard about this place like on Facebook. A friend of mine had a honeymoon there and I saw pictures and I was like, Wow, it'd be so cool to do a yoga retreat there one yeah, day. Yeah. And then like randomly, no, not even let's go. Randomly, about I don't know, six months or eight months later, I was sent by this costa rican travel company it was when instagram was first starting they asked me to visit a bunch of properties in costa rica to think about yoga retreats there oh they they said all you have to do is pay for your flight and your travel to each spot and we'll give you three nights at each hotel and your food wow. included and i was like okay and again my parents are like are you crazy what are you doing and i'm like yeah i am doing- <laughs> I think it's fine it'll be fine uh so yeah i went and did it and um one of those properties was pranamar and I was like, yes, I'm coming back here. So I booked a retreat there, put that on the deposit on that credit card that's now getting use. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, I went back like eight months later, led uh, then my next retreat that was you know profitable and great. But one thing that did happen was that I was burnt out. Like I was still teaching full time in Montreal, still not making that much money. The retreats were helping and it was helping me get traveling and the festivals were helping me get to where I wanted to go. But I, I wasn't earning enough of a living to support myself and I was exhausted still and hustling. So I decided to stay for a month in Costa Rica and live off the profits. Nice. retreat. Nice. nice. Yep. And I ended up in Santa Teresa and I just love that little town. And I ended up finding an apartment to rent and it happened to be next to a yoga studio.
1: And, then, and you know, I started. Then you never surf. left.
0: Yeah, I started to learn to surf. I had no intention of keeping yoga. I was just going to be on vacation. I am surfing and like partying, and I had drawn like a big Ohm symbol on my surfboard and waxed because I thought that would be cool.
1: <laughs> it is cool.
0: Oh, you're a surfer. You know that's not cool. Um, <laughs> not as cool as you think it's going to be. Also, like putting your feet on an Ohm symbol is like a pretty bad idea yeah. in general. Um, just if anybody's listening, don't do that. So, but. I was uh, walking walking to go surfing one day, and there's this woman on the phone in front of this hotel that had that yoga studio, and she's really stressed out. And I walk by her, and I'm like, "Hey, are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And I'm like, "Okay." And I keep walking, and she turns around. And she's like, "Wait, are you a yoga teacher?" <laughs> Isn't crazy, because I have this own symbol on my surfboard. Right, and she's right, like, right. Are you a yoga teacher? And I was like, "Yes." And she goes, "I need you. Can you teach a class tonight?" you're like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and the class was in, I don't know, two hours or something. And I taught a class and it got really good feedback. And turns out in that town in Costa Rica, unlike Canada, where you get paid, you know, X amount of dollars per hour, yeah, I was paid on commission and I had 25 people in the class and I made 200 bucks.
1: Oh, sweet.
0: What? And that me was up. Most, yeah, that was the most sweet. I'd ever made in a yoga class in my life. And she said, uh, people really liked your class can you teach five times a week? <laughs> and I was like, yup.
1: Yep. And- uh, no problem. I'll be there Instagram. tomorrow. Tell me when.
0: Yeah. So when I lived next door, I was posting on Instagram when I was teaching and, um, posting on like the Facebook page of the town and making graphics and all this stuff. And people started to, to go to certain hotels and say like, does Lauren Ruddock teach yoga here? Cause people were following me on Instagram they knew I was in this town and I was sharing my journey of, you know, learning. and
1: So cool.
0: And becoming is- a major and every day. And yeah. And, and so then other hotels started asking me to teach because they were getting requests. Before I knew it, I had more work than I could handle. I had 15 classes a week. I oh my capped gosh. off 12. Uh, and I was making more money teaching yoga in Costa Rica than I had ever made teaching yoga in Canada. So oh, I was for like, sure. why did I ever leave?
2: Yeah. Why? Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful there. Costa Rica is amazing. Brian, have you ever been to Costa Rica? I, I haven't, but I'm getting my plane ticket right now. One way ticket <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm moving the fuck out of Arizona. I'm going to Costa Rica.
0: I'm going to the
2: retreat there, Brian, in February. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll be your class. I'm moving there. So <laughs>
1: <Done>. <laughs> It's so amazing there. It's so okay. amazing. Yeah. So
0: I lived there for three years and uh,
1: Damn.
0: the difference was that Instead of, and I was still teaching internationally. So I was still like leaving occasionally and teaching festivals or teaching workshops. Still going to Iceland. <laughs> still going to Yeah, Brunei.
1: Iceland. They need you oh, over there.
0: <laughs> so it was like really working out. And for the first time, I felt like I was living the lifestyle I wanted. You know, I wanted a lifestyle that had travel in it. I wanted the tropics. Um, and I wanted freedom. And I, freedom comes with, if you want that kind of freedom, I guess, like there has to be a certain financial price tag to it to be able to afford to live where you want to and to travel when you want to and, and visit my family when I wanted to. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to, to make it work in Costa Rica. And also because I was living there and sharing my journey on Instagram that was like emerging and starting to get popular, people wanted to come and and do what I was doing. And so I started leading retreats, local retreats in my town. And I didn't have to pay for my accommodation or my right.
1: How cool is that? Destination where you live. Yeah, that's it.
0: So I was able to bring people to me and I didn't have like a a break-even point. Everything about it was profitable. Yep. So I was able to run retreats for very inexpensive and according to people's price points. So I was running retreats at sometimes at my friend's youth hostel for three hundred bucks a week. Yep. Because all you know, I just put like a small fee on for my teaching on top of it. And everything I was doing was a bonus. And you know, if people wanted more luxury, I could do it at a hotel. But I could run a retreat with two people. So cool. The at the hotels, and so I ended up making like really great contacts at hotels as well. From you know, bringing them extra business and running. Yeah, these Yeah, of course. That's really how how things started to get viable for me, and.
1: Yeah, and it just like and then it just snowballs, you know? It's like I have all the momentum. Like everything is building for you, like in those moments, um, and you're creating this new this new life, the life that you've been dreaming of. And yeah. then how how do you get it from there, like in Costa Rica, before like obviously you left at some point, but you know, how did you roll all of this, like this amazing shit that you're doing into the Yoga Academy International? Like how was that born and then what do you how did you take it to what you're doing now?
0: So Basically, um, after living in Costa Rica for two years, a friend of mine approached me and said, you should start running yoga teacher trainings. And I was like, I'm not ready. And she's like, Mm. I have the curriculum. And I was like, you know, if I run yoga teacher trainings, I want to do them on my own. And I want to run it with a curriculum that I see fit because I don't think the standard is high enough Mm. in yoga right now for training. You know, every schmo is running yoga teacher trainings and it's diluting our whole industry. Every time a shitty yoga teacher gets graduated out into the world, it makes all of us look bad. This is my life work. I've been studying this my whole life and I think it's a disservice to me and every other great yoga teacher out there when a yoga teacher who doesn't know what the 8 limbs of yoga are or doesn't know their anatomy or doesn't know what your ten is gets graduated.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, like and and when you're when you're saying that, it's like we're not saying that like you're a bad yoga teacher because you're new. Like there are just yeah. like there is evidence out there that there are schools that will just put somebody through just so they can get paid. You know that's exactly. what that's what you're it's referring
0: exactly to. A lot of people, and, and also until recently, the Yoga Alliance has made some changes recently, which I'm actually really on board with. But until recently, like the Yoga Alliance wasn't doing shit all about it, and any teacher that had a 200 hour training and one year of teaching experience could, could lead a school.
1: Yeah, I know because I'm I'm looking to have a school in two years, and I I don't have a 500, so I need to go. I'm going to do a training so. Yeah. yeah, so now
0: we have a new standard. Come to our 500. It's fun.
1: YOLO. I got three kids. I can't leave anywhere out of Boca Raton, Florida right now.
0: <laughs> okay, you can bring me in if you have a studio that will host. We can yeah. do them in the Bring anyway. it in. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so so she had asked me to do it, and I was like, no, no, no. I want to have like my own curriculum. I have a really clear vision of what a curriculum should be, but I'm not ready. Blah, blah. So I started writing their curriculum and just like an outline of it of what I wanted. And I ended up visiting this friend in Miami. And basically, she started a company that almost like franchises yoga teacher trainings. She created like a rubric and an outline of yoga teacher trainings and a training of how to run them. And mm-hmm. she had the same goal of me, like do better right. in education. And so her company like makes the manuals and make manuals. Cool made a curriculum and has a training program of how to run the curriculum. Same thing, like to better the education out there. And what she does is sell this curriculum to yoga teachers that are ready to run trainings.
1: Ah, who's this person in Miami?
0: It's called All You Can Yoga. Her oh yeah. So
1: Wait, All what, You Can Yoga. What's and then her name? T- what's her name?
0: Vanessa. Her name is Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah. So then she takes like also a percentage. It's a very smart business plan that she does. And then she takes a percentage of all the profits of the yoga teacher training that you do. Gotcha. So she- She sells the curriculum and then she gets a profit. It's like a franchise model. It's really really smart. Um, And so I was like really hesitant. No, 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 And then I was visiting her because on my way to Costa Rica, I think I had like an overnight in Miami. So I visited her. And she was like, just look at the curriculum and see what you think. And I was like, fine, I'll take a look. And I saw her manuals and they were beautiful. And they were like so much better than I knew how to make at the time. And I looked at her curriculum and I took out my spreadsheet of what I thought the curriculum could be. And it was almost identical
1: amazing yeah
0: so i agreed i agreed to run all you can yoga trainings and the idea being like she needed someone who had a bit of a face in the yoga world to back her trainings yeah and i at the time needed an organizer needed someone to make manuals for me i didn't know how and needed like the gaps filled in you know and the 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 training, yeah, organization, the organization.
1: Is, yeah, because I'm not the organizer. When my wife and I are doing our train, she's the organizer. I'm the summer's the organizer. I'm the uh, I'm the wild card and like the teacher, you know, kind of right.
0: thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that ended up working out. So I did um, my first training just like under my own name, under Lauren Ruddick with All You Can Yoga, um, and then I kept starting to, as I was learning more. I was adding things and omitting other things and just kind of evolving it, and then. Flash forward like a year, I guess, I was in love again. I had another boyfriend and <laughs> we went to visit my family in Canada. Yeah. And we went to go see my sister who had three kids, I think, at the time. Two or three. I don't know. She has a bunch of kids. Has- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember how many she had at the time. But so yeah, many there was- kids. There boys. Was- 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 and um, Lori, don't laugh, Lauren and Lori. Lori, Lauren <laughs> <laughs> was... Playing with the kids. And I didn't even know he liked kids. We'd never interacted around children together, you know? And I was like, oh my God, this guy loves kids. Yeah. And in that same moment, my brain works incredibly fast and a seed was planted. I was like, wow, he loves kids. Oh my God, I could have a kid. I could have a kid. And I was like, no, I can't have a kid. If Lauren Ruddick has a child, Lauren Ruddick can't run yoga teacher training because Lauren Ruddick's name is on all the diplomas. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Lauren Reddick is the brand. Lauren Reddick doesn't get to get sick. Lauren Reddick doesn't get Matt leave.
1: No, none of that. right, right, yeah. Sole proprietorship. Yeah. It's all you.
0: <laughs> right, and so we ended up breaking up shortly after. But that was no hard feelings, by the way. <laughs> Just for <laughs> listening, I still care about you. Uh, so yeah, no hard feelings. It's, it's and, um, but I think that was the seed. That moment was the seed that planted Yoga Academy International. So anyway, then I went back to Costa Rica. And I was meditating on the beach one day and I had just been to a, a yoga class that was like pretty crappy. And I was like, oh, there's so much like shitty yoga out there. Like, <laughs> the yoga lines need to have better standards. And, and, oh, this was like, oh, you know, and anyway, I'm meditating and just this vision, this download of a vision like came into my third eye. Is there no other way to describe it? Like, like a, like a wormhole <laughs> that into like a universe, I can't even, like a Milky Way download, like into my third eye. It was just so clear and so vivid. I don't know how long I was sitting there. I was just sitting on the beach meditating. It was like pure consciousness. And it. I saw like the vision of this school and I saw people and I saw the location and I saw the website, like everything about it. And I got out of this meditation and I was like, oh my God, I need to start an international yoga academy. Yes. It's going to be called the International Yoga Academy, <laughs> yeah, and I like got yeah. up in a daze. I got up in a daze. I walked straight home, and I Googled on GoDaddy, like which is the website domain Yeah. Desire. I Googled on GoDaddy, like um, Yoga International Yoga Academy, and that domain was taken. But GoDaddy suggested Yoga Academy International,
1: and it was available.
0: Yoga Academy International, and I was like, YAI, yay! 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 <laughs> and uh, I bought the domain two weeks later there was a website and my website is black and white because that's exactly how my vision was it was black and white and vivid color like it was so vivid so my website is black and white and all the vivid color comes from vivid photos of where we are um, and so I started to develop teacher trainings under yoga academy international and I had called Vanessa from all you can yoga and I was like look I've started my own school and I also feel like I've gone so far away from your curriculum at this point. Like, I, it's just evolved. And I've, I at that point, I had also created my own manuals um, that were different from the manuals that she was using. Right. With my own words and my own photos and whatever. And I was like, I think I've strayed so far away from All You Can Yoga. I think it's time for us to to close our partnership and she was like, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, it happens.
0: Yeah. And it was just like a very beautiful parting in a really mm-hmm. nice way. Like we just grew apart and, you know, still doing amazing things and we still have the same goal and we still really respect and believe in each other. Um, And that was really how yoga Academy was born was like from a meditation. And I started it three years ago and it just really exploded. Like people wanted this. Um, Our, our manifesto is that we are rising to a new standard of yoga education. And our standard is we are bringing you into spectacular spaces in nature we are introducing you to a lifestyle of yoga, not just poses, not just anatomy, not just singing. It's a lifestyle of yoga that you could incorporate holistically every day into your life. And we are going to support you with a loving community. And we are going to love you and love you and love you until you can love yourself.
2: And and that's it. And it worked. That sounds amazing. Just yes. Yes to all that. Especially like it's like just the universe unfolding. I mean, you're having that meditation and you were... You know, you're just super inspired and then it just worked out. Go to GoDaddy and, you know, that your your first choice wasn't wasn't there. I mean, it was taken, but then, you know, GoDaddy came through. Boom. And you know what's also makes crazy it
0: is I did a Bhakti yoga training about a year ago in Mexico. I went back to my, or two years ago maybe, I went back to my original 200-hour school 10 years later um, and did a Bhakti yoga teacher training there.
1: That's so cool. <laughs>
0: And it was so cool. It was so inspiring to see, like, now that I've started my own school and been on this whole journey, it was really cool to see that they have not changed. Like, their school has grown tremendously, but fundamentally it's not changed. The, the value system hasn't changed. The teachers haven't yeah. changed. They know more now, have more to offer. The space hasn't changed. Like, And that made me feel so comforted that, like, you can grow and grow and grow and still keep your your value system and still keep your core. And, and that was super inspiring, but I went and, you know, at, at a lot of mantras, you add the word yay, like om dum durga Ye namaha, you know, om gam ganapata Ye namaha. Yeah. And I asked my teacher, like, what does yay mean in Sanskrit? Like we always put yay. And she said, yay is the Shakti pusher. And I said, what? She's like, yeah. When you say yay at the end of the word, it's like the energy of Shakti that's pushing things forward. Yep. And Shakti is the energy of liberation and creation. And that's what Yoga Academy is all about. It's like, it's offering you the opportunity to create the life of your dreams and your passions and feel free and liberated by it. And yes. my yay, yay. Why, Like, it's Boom. just crazy.
2: Yay. You're following, your, following it. Following.
0: Yeah. When you're dialed in, you're fucking dialed in
2: dialed in on the yay. I wonder yeah. I wonder if yes is uh in anything uh Yes you know, Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a mantra of mine. Yes. <laughs> I use it all the time on Instagram. Uh, in my life. No but you Lauren, your is inspiring too, especially like the new yoga teacher out there. I mean just listening to you, there's probably so many times, especially listen to parents. I mean I'm sure Everybody listening out there, I mean, you got parents that are just worried about you and that want you to, you know, be safe and, and especially with you going traveling to all these places, I'm sure your parents were worried and I'm sure that was some pressure on you, you know, to, to kind of be like to do your thing and kind of get out of your comfort zone or get out of your parents' comfort zone. So, you know, your, your story is inspiring that you just were assertive towards, you know, your parents and you went and, you know, traveled and went and did your stuff, you know, that's amazing.
0: Thank you. I I think the difference or not the difference, but I think the important thing to note here is that it wasn't a rebellion. I wasn't doing this out of rebellion. I was doing it because of the conviction. I was so sure that this was where I was supposed to be. Yes. Um, and my parents were not happy with it, but I was just like, I have to. Like, I can't not do this. I know this is my life path. And right. to be honest, my parents were not on board with my yoga career and my choice to be a yoga teacher until like a couple of years ago, until recently when yeah. they were to succeed. And yeah,
1: I know that feeling. I think That's I'm just difference. around the, it's either just around the corner or maybe it's just happening. And my parents have always approved of like anything that I do. Cause like, they'll like, you'll be successful at whatever. But, uh, you know, when you have kids and a wife and house and you have like, they just want to, you know, they parents want you to sometimes play it safe and like corporate structure paycheck every other Friday kind of thing. Yeah. And you're like, I can't do that. Like you don't understand. Like I cannot physically go to those places. It will not work for me. It will not. I can't, I, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I know Definitely. that feeling.
0: Yeah, exactly. They want the best for us. They, of it, course.
1: And, yeah.
0: and, and, and I also understand like in my parents' generation, like being an international yoga teacher didn't exist.
1: No, no, well, no. How
0: no. They that? And, and they're not in my head. How could they see my vision and understand it? Right. And they can't. They've seen the school.
1: Yeah. But, Yeah, I know. I know that feeling. And I traveled and taught a little bit. I went to Hawaii and taught a few years ago, like four four years ago for a number of weeks. And it wasn't like a glamorous living, you know what I mean? Like, you know what that's like, like living at somebody else's house, like in a room and like teaching workshops. Um, you know, I was living in that, like the back of the studio kind of thing. And, uh, it's like, so it's not in the, in the inception. I mean, Like it's it looks beautiful. And like the pictures that you see on the internet, but you don't see the day to day stuff that goes behind it. So if you aspire to be a traveling yoga teacher, like just like be willing to go through like the muck and the shit part of it as you're like going through. To, I mean, there's beautiful things that happen along the way, but like this isn't like a five <laughs> like five star resort staying in hotels like thing in the beginning. It doesn't work that way for me anyway. It wasn't like that, oh, and from no. all the stories I've heard, you
0: know. yeah. I mean, I I just taught um, in Hamilton, Ontario this past weekend. I was staying in somebody's converted garden shed.
1: Yeah,
0: was, like, <laughs> converted into a room. Yeah, it's not glamorous and. Those photos on the internet are curated and planned. Yep. I'm planning my outfit. I'm putting on makeup. I'm waking up at five in the morning to get the photo at sunrise when there's no one else on the beach or there's no one else in the town. And I take the best photo and then I edit it for an hour before I put it online. (laughs) It's a brand.
2: It is. It is. It's a brand out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that. And you were mentioning, I mean, yeah, with... All these teacher trainings, and there's a lot of yoga teachers out there. What do you think makes a great yoga teacher? Like anybody listening out there, oh, that's a new yoga teacher. Like, what makes a great yoga teacher?
0: Authenticity, mm,
2: yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Integrity, man. Integrity.
0: Yeah. Also, yeah. just showing up, and yeah. I feel bad because I was late, an hour late.
1: That's <laughs> okay. She says <Let's, laughs> <it's- laughs> just, just showing up, but. Lauren overslept for our call this morning. It's okay though. It all, the universe worked it out perfectly and here we are and this is yeah. all happening. So nobody
0: <laughs> showing up is a huge part of it. Like yoga teachers are perpetually flaky. We were talking about this before we got on this podcast, perpetually flaky and perpetually late. Like yep. I think 50% of the battle is just showing up on top.
1: Yeah. Literally being there, like being present with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, then being
0: up with it. and, and not trying to play the role of what you think a yoga teacher should be. Right trying to inspire because you think you're supposed to say this thing. Like just, right. speak,
1: yeah. yeah, just speak from your heart and speak your, speak your truth, you know, just sure speak you know. your truth.
0: I said this to my students who were asking like, what are we supposed to teach? How do we know what our brand is? And I was like, well, whatever your struggle has been that you've gotten through, yeah. the lesson you learned from that is your message.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's so beautiful that you said that. Yeah. Yeah, because we're That's all a- dealing with something. You know, we're all, we all have a story. We're all dealing with something and we're all working on something, you know, and, and what I'm working on, what you're working on, what Pedro's working on, you know, our, we have strengths, we have different strengths, we have different weaknesses. And it's like, if you have been working on something, like for me, it's like anger, frustration, patience, like just being a competitive golfer, like I, I just have that competitive drive. And like me, it's really patience and yoga's taught me and it's still, it's still something that I'm really working on is just fucking be patient, just be present. Just come back to my breath and, and, uh, meditation and, and like actually writing a gratitude list every day. Like has been my biggest thing in my whole yoga practice, writing a gratitude list. That's me. You know, every, anybody out there, like what you're working on and what you came to yoga for, I mean, it could be your story. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Your story, is your message, your lesson is your message.
1: Yes. Yes. Lauren, you're inspiring. Like. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. Sh- thank you for sharing your story with us and the listeners. There's so much value that you've added for sure in all the, the travels and the things that you've done. Um, it's been really inspiring to hear about um, these things. I didn't know people did yoga in Iceland. I didn't, um, I didn't either. know. Do they, you know, do they
2: have hot yoga there? Is there hot I yoga know. in Iceland? <laughs> of oh, course, they do.
0: Iceland—it's
1: <laughs> got to be expensive as shit to heat up that room, you know.
0: No, actually, it's not because they no, have, like, no. So here's the thing: Iceland has like a ton of geothermal power, right? Because it's all oh awesome. yeah. So actually, it's not expensive to heat. And believe it or not, you don't pay for hot water in Iceland. They just pump it up directly from the ground
1: yeah wow yeah that makes sense that makes sense like
0: nobody has a hot water heater in their house they literally just pump the hot water from their from the ground and so when you shower it smells like sulfur but the shower never runs out the hot water never runs out and icelanders take like notoriously long hot showers because they can and um the the mom my like icelandic mom her daughter is now in university in denmark and she's like my daughter's going to have a very swift lesson when she gets to Denmark and starts Bridget paying
1: showers. <laughs> oh, paying for bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <paying>
0: for the- <laughs> it's like 35-minute shower.
1: <laughs> yeah. Paying for that water bill is going to be a little pricey. Yeah. Oh.
0: And every town in Iceland has a full year-round outdoor heated swimming pool because they just pump the water in from the ground.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Yeah.
0: They're swimming outside anytime of year.
1: So cool. So cool. All right, Lauren. That's a beautiful segue into our hashtag lighten up round where we ask a few random questions to get to know some funny stuff about uh just, just your take on some little little funny nuggets and don't think too hard about them. Like these are just fun. You know, this is this is you know, like you, you know when you see just for fun in the Instagram bio, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. This is these are these questions are just for fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pressured
1: to be cheeky now no 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 be, they're, easy, they're they're simple right okay so okay. i'll shoot first and uh then we'll go with brian it's so, okay so this easy one easy one which country has better food morocco or nicaragua oh gosh morocco morocco mm, i want to go there you've inspired me to go to Morocco. Yeah, i want to go there i saw
2: happen. your pictures on instagram like with, yeah. with camels and then drinking yeah, tea go. in the middle of the desert on a on a rug or yeah. on a carpet <laughs>
0: Was incredible.
2: Was it a magic carpet ride? It literally
0: the whole trip was a magic carpet ride. I would like, yeah, that was so cool. That's the Sahara Desert, mind blowing.
2: Amazing, amazing. Okay, Brian, you go. Okay, speaking about magic carpet rides, and this one's totally <laughs> random. Just thought of it right <laughs> now. So, what type of yoga would Aladdin practice? What type of yoga? Like any yoga out there? What type?
0: Well, it'd be like carpet yoga. Carpet. Like,
2: stuff like that. <laughs> you'd have a carpet yoga workshop. Exactly. I mean,
0: everybody on a floating carpet, and you.
2: Yeah. Aladdin's like, yeah. everybody, come in, grab your yoga block, grab your towel, grab your magic carpet. <laughs> it's time to do <laughs> yeah. some yoga. Yeah. Oh my god, this is amazing.
1: Okay, so we love Disney on this show. Like Disney Disney's going to sponsor the show one day. We please, don't know Disney. when, but we're going to we at Disney, please sponsor this show if you're listening. Anybody has connections have- to Disney, let us know. Yeah. Um okay, so who would be a better yoga teacher? Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse?
0: I mean, their voices, both of them. Come on.
1: Come on. <laughs> Got to pick well, one.
0: Oh my god. I I don't know that much about Disney. <laughs> Um, I guess Mickey Mouse because he's more iconic and, and okay. so probably he, I don't know about better but he would probably be more successful. He's more iconic. Mm-hmm. He has more connections. Eric, I love that. are kind of better than women in general
1: because there's less of you. Lauren thinks in branding. Lauren thinks in brand. She's like Corey from the last episode of yeah. my friends. She's like Corey. She's basically logos. Lauren yeah, Lauren is probably going to work with Corey soon. <laughs> right? Who's Corey? He's a, he was our guest on the last episode, so that'll debut before anyone who hears this one, they'll have heard that one, and the, all the pieces will sync up once they hear that. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a
2: big time marketing guy. He's a brander, he's a brander. Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. So funny, funny, funny.
1: Okay, wildcard. Brian, go ahead.
2: All right. So, who would reach enlightenment faster, <laughs> the Loch Ness monster or leprechaun?
0: The Loch Ness Monster, for sure, because he's just like grooving in the lake, like you know, slowly And And the Leprechaun is always seeking too much.
2: Oh yeah, that's so true. He's always seeking in pot of gold and yeah. Nessie's just chilling. She's yeah, yeah. He's just just somewhere chilling.
1: Leprechaun's got attachment issues. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to practice the law of detachment. He's trying to follow
2: rainbows and boxes of cereal.
1: Yeah. you're
0: never going to get enlightenment. you got to like sit there i, I love saying most of my students don't just do something sit there
1: Ooh, oh gosh. right yes the all the answers that you, know, you know silence is loaded with answers like that you know that thing but that's so true that's so true just sit there, just sit and there. it all coming okay. Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank this you has so been a, much. a joy. Thank you for letting us shoot out some random uh, Lighten Up Brown questions. Those were fun. And uh, oh you had some really thoughtful answers on those questions. You had like some insight. Like, I don't know how you process that so fast. Like, okay, it's Loch Ness Monster because X, Y, Z and not Leprechaun. Okay, let me say it. Like within 0.01 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> my brain works ridiculously fast
0: sometimes. It scares me. Too.
2: Clearly. Working out, working out. It's a it's that right, my presence. Friends. You're present. You listening to the present. question, you're, you're there.
0: Boom. Boom. I mean, think about this. Seeing a man I was in love with interact with a child planted a seed that started an entire international yoga school. <laughs> like yeah. <that's-> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, it all makes sense yeah. now. Like,
1: everything makes sense.
2: <laughs> everything yeah, makes sense. Yeah, sky's the limit. We never know what's yeah. going to happen with you next. I mean, yeah. we're have you heard me
0: watch Don't tell me the sky's the limit when there are footprints on the moon.
1: Oh, shit. I haven't heard that quote. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Oop we'll probably link it in the show notes.
2: We're linking that in the I show notes. No, I,
1: love <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, my friends, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Yogi Show podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you go back to the show.com to check out the show notes and all the links where to check out Lauren and the Yoga Academy International. Yay! And it's mm-hmm. been so fun. Um thank you for showing up this morning, Yogi Brian, early in the morning from Arizona. Shout out to you waking up early, brother. What up? Making yes. it happen. And Lauren, thanks a lot for being here.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: This was so fun. Absolutely. So we're going to sign off, my friends. Until next time, we'll see you soon. And
2: namaste. 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 Thank you so much for tuning into the Yogi Show podcast. How cool is Lauren? I mean, inspiring. You can go to the yogishow.com and visit us there and look at all the show notes. We provide all the show notes, provide all the links. You can see where to contact Lauren with her website there the music today on the Yogi show is brought to you by DJ Taz Rashid DJ Taz Rashid's pumping out the good hits you can find them on Spotify Apple music just in anywhere that plays music you can find them there any of these songs here you can go to the Yogi show on the show notes we're gonna have the song we're gonna have the links we take care of you we appreciate each and every one of you that listens. Please leave a review if you can. Please tell your friends. That would mean a whole lot to us if you could do that, share this podcast. And I know you want to know the answer to the mid-episode trivia. Here it is, Yogi. So the question was, which planet spins the fastest? Which planet spins the fastest? And the answer to that question is Jupiter. Jupiter is the fastest spinning planet in our solar system, rotating on average once in just under 10 hours. So that that planet's spinning once in 10 hours. How crazy is that blowing your mind? Maybe we can get Bill Nye the Science Guy on next time. We'll see. If anybody has a contact to Bill Nye the Science Guy, hit us up. We'll get him on the show. Maybe he does yoga, maybe not. But we appreciate you. And remember gratitude, 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 attitude of gratitude, ladies and gentlemen. But you have a great rest of your Monday. Namaste.